Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. We're Doug and Leslie Davis, and today we're going to be looking at experiencing the fruit of the Spirit in your marriage. Earlier this month, we had the privilege to be able to talk to Robert Bass about his book, Hidden Fruit. And in it, he has a chapter on each piece of the fruit of the Spirit that's mentioned in Galatians chapter 5. Now, we want to look at what God says in Galatians chapter 5 about what the fruit of the Spirit is and what he wants to do in your life and examine it through the lens of marriage to see how you can experience the fruit of the Spirit in your marriage in a way that will bless you and your spouse. One of the things I think about the the fruit of the Spirit is that it's like a, a measuring stick or a marker that when things aren't going right, you know, you're responsible for your behavior within that relationship. And this is one of those markers that you can say, okay, me being responsible for my own behavior, am I exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit? Mm -hmm. And one of the amazing things in Galatians chapter 5 is that the fruit of the Spirit is contrasted with the fruit of the flesh. And I wanted to go ahead and take a real quick peek at something that's important in what we're warned against. You may be experiencing some things in your marriage that are providing some difficulties. And some of those things may be connected to some things that God warns us about. And, you know, you may be thinking, well, the the fruit of the Spirit, that's great. Uh, You know, I know it's something that, that God wants to do in my life, but right now I'm just struggling so much. What could possibly be the blessing until I get these other things taken care of. Well, they're connected. And and here's what I mean by that. Whatever you put your mind on is not only what you're going to think about, what you'll think about is what you'll do, but um, also being able to put your mind on the right things is going to allow you then to focus on what God does want to do um, instead of chasing after the things you don't want to do. Here's the way Romans chapter 8 verses 5 through 8 says that. God's word says that for those who live according to the flesh, think about the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit about the things of the spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. And the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it doesn't submit itself to God's law and it's unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so, um, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm struggling so much, and I know this is what God wants for me, but I just feel like I'm so far away. Well, I, I just hope that that explained why you're feeling that way. Because when you're thinking about the things of the flesh and when you're doing the things of the flesh, um, that is hostile to God and you feel like you're separated from him uh, like deeply by a chasm that can't be crossed, but it's been crossed. I did hear a very interesting quote the other day about no matter how far you feel like you are from the Lord, the return trip is only one step. Right turning away from your sin, turning toward him one single one step, step. Mm-hmm. you know, and, um, but to explain the rest of why you may be feeling, is this really going to be something for me? Um, in, in Galatians chapter five, where the, the fruit of the spirit is, is 
outlined and detailed for us. In verse 16 of chapter 5, um, it says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. So you may be thinking, well, my mind has been set on these other things, and I've been struggling with these other things, and so can I really find help? You can. Uh, remember, Galatians 5.16 says that if you walk by the Spirit, you won't carry out the desires of the flesh, even if you have been, even if you're currently struggling with it, even if you've made progress and fallen back. All of those things are very real things that every one of us can deal with, but there is a solution. And, and so as we, as we look at what we may be wrestling with, um, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I just want you to hear these things because this may be where your relationship has been stumbling. This may be where your relationship has been struggling or where you individually are struggling. And as a result, you're not able, able to give to your spouse what your spouse needs. According to Galatians 5, these are the things that are the fruit of the flesh. These are the things that God doesn't want us to demonstrate in any of our relationships, but especially look at how these things could damage your marriage relationship. Because if you think about the things of the flesh, it's going to be things like sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery. We're like, well, they're good. I haven't been dealing with sorcery. I haven't struggled there. But then it goes into hatreds and envy, drunkenness and carousing, uh, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions. You know, and it also says at the end of the list, or anything similar. And so you may have been struggling with, you know, with envy or strife or drunkenness or carousing or, you know, immoral thoughts or promiscuity. There, there is a solution. Yeah. There is something that God has for you that will help you because any of those things will create difficulty in your marriage. We see those things play out in relationships in a number of different ways. Sometimes there's such a competitiveness between a husband and a wife that um, is motivated by that envy and that jealousy. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's while we're on autopilot and it is um, kind of subconscious that's motivating this, but you kind of feel that tension right. where everything is a competition. Like I have to right. do better than he does or he has to do better than I do. And mm -hmm. then it's a one-up situation right. where I maybe, you know, I don't feel comfortable unless I have the one-up on him, you know, or vice versa, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we see those things play out in sometimes very subtle ways mm -hmm. and other times they're just more in your face the sexual immorality when you have affairs going on right and so some sometimes there's all gamuts of of how those things play out within a relationship right but beyond the envy the jealousy the one of the other areas that really can create some issues within your marriage would be outbursts of anger mm -hmm. um, you know that strife that that just seems like it's constant and and the reaction to no matter what it is that's going on feels like it comes out as anger. And, and that's really difficult. We, we've dealt with a couple of other episodes uh, where anger often is the way a different emotion comes out. But when it does, then your spouse becomes defensive because you feel like you're being attacked. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there, there is a better plan. There's something else that God wants for you. So first, I want to go ahead and share with you in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, what God says the fruit of the Spirit is. And then we're going to look at some practical ways that you can seek after God, providing um, some, some growth 
in those areas in your life. Galatians 5 says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, the amazing part of, of that list, those are things that we know will make our marriage better. How much better will your marriage be if you were just a little more loving or had more joy more often, if you were at peace throughout the day more often than you currently are, if you were patient, not only with your spouse, but, but with the other things that are going on in your life, etc. We'll, and we'll look at these things because, again, we want to give you the list one more time in just a moment so that you can hear and let God speak to you about which thing he's wanting to help grow in your life right now. Um, but in verse 24 that follows that list of what the fruit of the Spirit is, listen to what God says. God says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, I just want to go ahead and throw this out. We've, we've dealt with a lot of things um, over this last year that have uh, been applicable regardless of who you are, regardless of whether you know the Lord or not. This is also applicable regardless of whether you know the Lord or not. But I want to I want you to hear what verse 24 of Galatians 5 does say, if you know the Lord as your Savior, and if you'll surrender to him and submit to him, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So you may be struggling with one of these fruit of the flesh, with envy, or with outbursts of anger, or with selfish ambition. Or you may be struggling with one of those, but you are no longer controlled by them if you've given your life to Christ. Now, Every person, regardless of whether you know the Lord, these are things that will make your relationship better. But if you know the Lord, this is something that God will give you victory in if you turn to him and put your mind on the fruit of the Spirit instead of putting your mind on the fruit of the flesh. Yeah, because when we are in Christ Jesus, when we have a relationship with Christ, a personal relationship with Christ, the Bible says that we are marvelously helped. And so that's the help of the Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is going to be so much more magnified than what than the fruit that we could produce on our own. In fact, it's impossible to produce this kind of fruit on our own over a sustained amount of time. Right. And so you need you need Jesus to do this well. <laughs> you do. And and again, for those of you who don't know the Lord, it's our heart's desire that you would come to know him, but these are things that will make your marriage better regardless. Now, in Christ Jesus, you're going to have victory to be able to do this. We want to give you a few things uh, to look at so that you can begin the process of letting God grow the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And again, the fruit of the Spirit comes from having the Holy Spirit in you, which comes from knowing Christ as your Savior. Now, the list again. I want you to think about this list in context of what would my life look like if I had more of this? And so just think about this list. What would my life look like if I had more of it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, Self-control. Now, faithfulness is something that's important because we've talked um, in several different uh, podcast episodes about how trust and trustworthiness are an issue that a lot of couples are facing. And so if you've been struggling with the combination of trust and trustworthiness, um, 
you know, asking for faithfulness to be a fr- the fruit that is, is growing in your life is something that will bring about not only more trustworthiness from you, but as a consequence, when you're more trustworthy, more trust from your spouse towards you. I, I, every time I hear that list, I think about when the girls were at church camp <laughs> and they sung that song. This is probably how my girls learned or memorized that verse was a through a camp song. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called The Fruit of the Spirit. You'll have to Google it. It's hysterical. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and I did. I sang that with the girls a lot. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was something that uh, for years now has been important to me, but it's only recently that I've had my eyes opened up to the specifics of how your relationship can be, get better when these things are continually growing. Now, love is pretty obvious. We can figure that one out because when you love properly, uh, love covers a multitude of sins. We know that it's a command that God's given to us. We're to love because we've been loved. We, we, we get to see all of those things. But every single piece of the fruit on this list is going to be important. So here's what we want to recommend that you all do as you begin the process. How can I experience the fruit of the Spirit in my marriage to make my marriage stronger than it currently is? Well, now, the, the first one is recognize the need, right? Mm-hmm. Which means humbling yourself before the Lord and, right. and in your relationship. Right. And so if, if you're at a place where you know you're struggling, recognizing the need may be to recognize the area you're you're struggling in so that then you can ask God, what do you want to do instead of that? So let's say maybe it's an outburst of anger that you're dealing with and you realize that you're being angry because things aren't happening the way you want or as fast as you want. And God wants to deal with both uh, patience and kindness in your life. Uh, But, you know, recognizing where you are, recognizing the need to have the fruit of the Spirit grow and giving it to God is absolutely going to be step one. Now, one of the things that is amazing to me about recognizing that need, we have all had opportunities where we could have done things better and instead we chose to go on autopilot. And I know Leslie's talked a lot uh, over this last year about how if you go on autopilot, you're going to end up in a place you really don't want to be. And and so um, what we're asking you to do once again, get off of autopilot, recognize where you're really at, and pay attention to what's going on around you while you recognize what's going on. The second step is to pray and ask the Lord's leading in this whole process right. because he knows more about you than probably you know about you. Right. And once again, that'll be in both areas. He'll know the area you're struggling in. Mm-hmm. And so he'll deal with those things of your flesh that are causing you areas of struggle, but he'll also grow within you the fruit of the spirit that you desperately need. And so maybe, you know, God knows that, that you're really struggling uh, with, with gentleness. You know, you're just so blunt and so out there and it's really difficult for your relationship to be what it ought to be because when you're so blunt, your spouse feels attacked and God loves you so much. He wants to give you gentleness so that you can still share that truth, but in a way that doesn't cause your spouse to feel attacked. This is really one of my favorite places in the whole process. Um, early on when we were married, mm-hmm. I know I had a difficult time with outbursts of anger and it was um, really coming from or motivated from a place of frustration and um, feeling like I wasn't being heard or whatever. And then if 
if that outburst of anger didn't satisfy the, you know, the emotional upheaval, you know, then I would need to remove myself from the situation for an amount of time to get cooled off, you know, and, um, but over the, t over time, that has been corrected by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Lord's leading. And now I can say I'm angry without mm -hmm. having a major outburst. But my hope is, is that he listens to the phrase, I'm angry, mm -hmm. just as easily as he would hear the coffee cup that would go flying across the kitchen because I was angry. And see, what it did was that pointed out because both of us had so many areas where we were struggling and we weren't doing things the way we should have done them. By God's grace, he showed us how to do things better. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a little piece of your selfishness and your flesh, in my case, where you, you do think, well... If, if I do things the way I've been doing them, they're going to hear me. You know, if I, if I speak loudly or if I, you know, cause them to notice, then they're going to, they're going to pay attention when the reality is a, a gentle word not only turns away wrath, but it does get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Love gets people's attention. Joy causes people to want to be around you where mm -hmm. strife and dissension causes people to want to get away from you. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's true regardless. It's even true in your relationship. You may not physically be creating distance when your spouse is constantly constantly in strife and causing dissension, but, you but you're emotionally yeah. separating uh, from one another. You're distancing yourself from one another in such a way that, that it's not as helpful as it, it ought to be. God's intention is for you to actually be continually drawn together as one, continually attracted to one another as the ends of a magnet are. And joy is attractive. Patience is attractive. Kindness is attractive. Um, it, it causes us to want to be around the people who do that. And so, you know, this is God's intention and plan for your marriage. I spoke about the process and how this is, you know, th this part of the process, the praying and the seeking the Lord is really my favorite part. Uh, you know, my favorite part of it. And here's why. Psalm 91.1 says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High and he who abides in the shadow of the Almighty will say of the Lord, my refuge and my shelter, my God in whom I trust. And that's my favorite part of this whole process because when you mm -hmm. abide in that secret place and seek the Lord, he's going to provide a protection for you and leading for you that is literally supernatural. So mm -hmm. this process becomes a blessing to both right. you and your spouse as you're seeking the Lord on what needs to be changed mm. in your relationship. And, and when that happens, as you pray, God will show you, first of all, what he's doing, and then he'll show you what he's calling you to, to become aware of so that as he leads you, you get the opportunity to do that act of kindness, to be gentle, to demonstrate goodness, whatever it is in the fruit of the spirit that God wants to do. Self-control. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and again, you know, you may say, well, I've been dealing with outbursts of anger. God's going to give me self-control. God's going to give me patience, God, whatever peace. it is, yeah. peace. And, and so as, as God shows you, when you pray, Ask him to show you what he's doing and then ask him to give you the opportunity to see what he's calling you to do, which leads us to the third part. So recognize what you're dealing with, pray about it, ask God to lead you, and then consciously do what you've been given to do. 
Now, that feels like one of those, well, duh, kind of moments. But how often do we, again, go on autopilot and we think, well, I've prayed about it, so that'll, that's good, right? Consciously do what you've been given to do. So if you know God's working on uh, uh, faithfulness in your life, consciously make sure that you're dependable and faithful. Consciously make sure you're doing those things so that as God leads you, you're already in a mind set Mm -hmm. that's on what the Spirit's leading you to do. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the final final thing that that we would encourage you to do, and this is one that's that's going to be important. Now, again, if if you aren't sure uh, about all the things we're sharing, but you know that these ideas of of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are good for you, and you're trying to do it in your own strength, um, even in your own strength, these are good things to do. However, however, uh, it's only through the Lord that you're going to find victory over those patterns of following after the things of the flesh, the envy and those other things. Uh, And so, what I wanted to remind you is you're going to find victory. If you belong to Christ Jesus and have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires, you're going to be able to truly see that God is changing you as he's building fruit in your life because the fruit only comes from the Holy Spirit being in you. Okay, And not only that, but when you allow the, the Holy Spirit to lead, when you're expecting him to lead, right. you're going to be able to do what's right for your spouse. Yes. And that witness is going to be, th- th- that is going to have stronger ramifications within the relationship or within the kingdom than what you, you know, that the ripple effect is going to be much farther is what I'm saying. Because God knows what your spouse needs. Mm-hmm. And there are times when if you're allowing him to lead you, what you might do in a situation in your flesh might not be what your spouse needs to hear right. or needs to have done. And and while it's, you know, good, like you said, in the flesh, mm-hmm. like these things are good for our relationship in the flesh. But when you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, yeah. it's going to create a bond in that relationship that's stronger because the Holy Spirit knows what your spouse needs. Mm-hmm. And And because of that, it leads us to the fourth and final step, okay? Recognize where your need is, pray about it, ask God to to show you, then consciously do what God's given you to do. But then number four, expect God to lead, okay? Now, there's a second part of this. This is the reason I wanted to preface it with, even if you do this on your own, those are all good things to follow. But expect God to lead. One of the struggles that a lot of couples have is when God asks you to grow and act intentionally within the area of the fruit of the Spirit that he's developing in you. It's going to be sacrificial more often than not. It's going to be other others focused mm-hmm. more often than not. It's going to be for your spouse and for God rather than something that would necessarily benefit you. And so um, 
because of that, in our flesh, and I, I just want to give you this, this preemptive warning, in our flesh, we can often think, well, I'm doing what God wants me to do. I'm showing more joy. I'm being more patient. My spouse isn't responding at all. My spouse isn't, isn't replying in any way. I'm not seeing my spouse show any kind of appreciation for it. So let me, let me go ahead and share part four in its entirety. Expect God to lead, but when you do, don't expect uh, your spouse to be the one who validates you. Mm-hmm. Let the leading of the God and the obedience to God be your validation, not your spouse's reaction to the change that God's bringing in you. Because God is also working in your spouse's life in these areas also. And a lot of times that is... Um, that may be a journey that's not shared. You know, you may not know what is going on in your spouse's life between them and the Lord. Right. And, you know, I'll just give you a, a, an example. It might be that the patience that God is developing within you is what's going to allow your spouse to then uh, be kind in response, but God's doing that patience within your life because in his perfect timing, that needs to be on display consistently before uh, the Lord does what he's going to do in your spouse's life. And mm-hmm. so again, don't look to your spouse's reaction for the validation. Expect God to lead and let the obedience to his leading be the validation that you get. Absolutely. And so uh, <laughs> experiencing the fruit of the spirit in your marriage will absolutely transform your marriage. Now, again, if you're struggling with any of those things that are in the fruit of the flesh, uh, turn away from them, set them down, uh, You know, be open and honest with your spouse about them. If you need help, go get help. Find a counselor, find a therapist that can help you through it if that's what you need. But we uh, encourage you, lay down those things that are the fruit of the flesh. But I'm telling you right now that the fruit of the Spirit is something that God will will use in your marriage to draw you closer to one another. Again, what would your life be like if you had more of each of those things? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. More of each of those things is something that will make your marriage better and stronger and more likely to glorify God on the daily. The fruit of the spirit isn't a coconut. The fruit of the spirit. (laughs) Do Google that song because it is hysterical. (laughs) And so again, we're Doug and Leslie Davis. This is the vision-driven marriage. We know the fruit of the spirit is something that God will use to strengthen your marriage. We continue to pray that God will solidify your marriage.